I'm Chase. And I'm Timothy. And this is Customer Service. Big Ronda, what's going on? Well, a little cheddar, not much. Well, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, not much. Not much. Wrapping up a day here. Yeah. We've had a big pod day. It's been a busy day. I feel like we've been in busy since... We, we say this every time we get on here. We're I, just always... I know. It's just, this is how we shit. And sometimes it doesn't feel as if we've looked at a computer. We've been sitting here at the, in this room looking at a computer all day, but it's been like, oh, got to do this. And oh, as soon as we wrap uh-huh, uh-huh. this thing up. But yeah, but overall, you know, rock solid day. Yeah, rock solid day. Most feel important, like we got... rock solid guest. <laughs> rock solid guest. Yeah. I fucking love him. It's my boy. Yeah. First of all, anytime we get a chance to talk to a Midwesterner, it really like like the the pH in the room changes a it's, little bit. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's it's we, like we when know. dogs are like, oh, we're the same breed. Because yeah. for instance, my dog, he's black and white. He is spotted, and you know, so think like a blue healer, German short hair, border collie. If we see, if he sees one of those dogs. It's crazy. That's how I felt or feel in in these situations <laughs> when we yeah. when yeah. we meet a fellow Midwesterner. It's like yeah. they fully get. Oh, uh, you get it. You know? it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. in the yeah. same stuff. Well, you yeah. get it. You yeah. know what we're talking about. Yeah. You so, speak our language. Yeah. So I mean, it, this is a really fun episode. We get to talk about um, you know, where he came from in fashion, where he lives in the world, how it relates, yep. golf, you know, everything. So, Music, you know, growing up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a really fun one and supernatural conversation. Such a such a fun guy. Uh, I was excited to talk to him, uh, and I think that I think that if you don't know him, you should definitely if you if you enjoyed this conversation, I think you should definitely check out his podcast. And I think that um, and he has great fits, and you know if you love golf, you, there's a bonus there. But yep. even if you don't, I think you'll still uh, you're still going to really enjoy the conversation. So uh, you know, like always, without further ado, let's uh, let's jump right into it with uh, Drew Westfall. Drew Westfall, hop into it. So you're are you like are you are you born and bred Wisconsin? I am. Yeah, I've I was uh originally from the Madison area yeah. and then ended up going to college in Milwaukee and then yeah, I just stayed there ever since. Yeah, I feel like this this our business specifically even though like I left the Midwest, like everyone that works here is extensively still from there. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. we lo- we love talking to a Midwest person. Yeah, I Absolutely. mean I, I'm I'm Cleveland. Timothy is Indiana. Then lived in yeah. Chicago for in years. In Chicago, and then Bob and Paige, who are partners here, they she, Paige grew up in Appleton. They mm. had the store obviously in Madison, so yeah. there's a lot. Uh, Madison comes up quite a bit in the canoe club world. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's it's the the thing that I found. It's it's such a small world, and I actually I, I did a stint working at Millworks in Milwaukee for yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Jason, Jason and Jesse over there, so I, sure. I was working with them kind of right when they opened. I believe it probably was like 2016 or 2017, That's and I was helping them with some of their product photography and and just kind of like running the, the e-com and, and the shop over there um, since it was just the two of them, and, and then I was kind of their first employee. So I got to learn pretty quickly how small the, you know, the, the Midwest fashion scene was especially in like menswear contemporary menswear and a lot of the stuff that that we all really appreciate so yeah that was a great a great learning a learning time for me for sure you know it's like funny from that like whole because i know exactly what you mean because like if you were sort of like involved in that like scene of people at all it felt like realistically it was 
maybe 50 people total. I know it was more than that, but like all of us know the same 50 people. (laughs) And it's like, there's half of them went on to do cool ass stuff. And half of them, I think a Mm -hmm. lot of times I'm like, God, that guy just disappeared off the planet at a certain point. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. Working at a Dick's now yeah. or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're selling insurance. They're selling insurance or something. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> holding down the local State Farm. Yeah, yeah. Hey, someone's got to do it. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's good work. Yeah. <laughs> half yeah. the time, it's probably uh, there's like ha- I, I love working fashion. It's the only thing I've ever done. And there's half the time that you spend going, man, this is a cool ass job. Like we get to meet cool people, we get to do cool stuff. It's loose. Like everyone, like it's the type of people I want to hang out with all the time. And then the half the mm-hmm. time, there's days where you come in, and you're like, it's so complicated and weird and specific <laughs> that I just wish I worked yeah. at like Target. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it yeah. Just <laughs> depends. And it's like once a month, I'll just have, suddenly have that feeling where I'm like, it's just like a regular job yeah 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 Yeah. no one knows who i am i I don't need you know yeah just i'm just a person that clocks in and clocks out (laughs) yeah 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 it's a fantasy i know i'd hate it instantly but once it grass is always greener bro that's that's what it comes that is true that is true no no go ahead go ahead oh i was was just gonna say the thing that i found is that you know i've worked corporate job back then and retail and kind of all over and the Mm -hmm. thing that always brings me back to either working for myself or working in fashion is uh, I hate dress codes. I hate when like at yep. some of the yeah. corporate places I've had to work and they're like, you need to wear, you know, a button down shirt and khakis. I was like, I, I literally don't own any khakis. Like I, I don't, I don't <laughs> want, I don't want to wear, I don't want to have clothes that I have to just wear to work. So uh, that was kind of yeah. like my, my exodus from, from working in, you know, the corporate America world. And but yeah, sorry, yeah. go ahead. I, I think you were coming, coming with the hot <laughs> question. Yeah. Well, uh, off what you said, I always think that sometimes when I think about like the, the dress codes and stuff, it's like you get so far removed of into it. Like once you're in fashion that it's like, I know that like what I wear on a daily basis is nice, but I couldn't go work at like a normal job wearing yeah. no, the clothes. Absolutely that I not. And in my mind, because of like the, I think the slight superiority complex you have to have to sort of get involved into fashion because you have, you have to like take risks and stuff that most people wouldn't. And then, and, and then you do it and you go, well, this stuff's nicer than you understand. So like, <laughs> right, yeah. I'm right and you're wrong. And it's like, right. well, no, they made the rule, but I couldn't live without it. Um, what I was going to ask you is like, how did you get involved in fashion in the first place? Because obviously, I, you know, we, we talk about we're from the Midwest and I always kind of felt like fashion was this like uphill battle. Like how on, how on earth could I get involved in it in the Midwest? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it just, it was so like in... I think we're probably somewhat similar ages. It felt like, especially at the time, like those ex- that exist on the coast and in Europe and Japan, and it's not here. And I have no idea how I'll get involved in it. So that's like, I guess that's the question is just like, how, how like, where did you, where did you kind of get started in there? Cause you know, if you said you've kind of always been in Wisconsin. So, yeah, no, that's a great question. And I, I think you kind of take it back for me. So I'm, uh, I'm 35. So I've, you know, I was kind of existed before the internet when I was like, you know, really yeah. young. So for me, it was, you know, sneakers. I think that's the, the entry point for a lot of folks that, sure. that are into, into clothes and fashion. So, you know, I, I really liked Michael Jordan. So, I, you know, begging my parents to get uh, Jordan sneakers for, for playing basketball when I was in, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Um, and that was obviously like the glory years for Jordan. My, my first pair uh, was the, the 12s, actually. So that was my first pair of Jordans that I ever got. Uh, which was, you know, pretty insane to to think about that you could get a, a new pair of kids' shoes for like sixty five dollars back in in ninety seven or ninety eight, <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was like always, you know, I liked shoes. I liked, you know, like Nike clothes and one, 
Um, like I was really big into basketball and, and the NBA. So um, for me, a big style inspiration was Allen Iverson. Um, obviously just love yeah, the fact bro. that he just, he just did what he wanted. Um, and, you know, I think he's probably one of the most influential people in, in sports uh, fashion. And then maybe just in fashion in general, you know, I think that he kind of birthed thousands of, of, of people, like even like LeBron credits AI for wanting to get tattoos um, so, you know, yeah. that was, that was like who I grew up idolizing folks like that. And then from there, you know, went into high school, I, I had a, an emo phase, like probably a lot of people did. So it was just like band tees, jeans. Um, mm-hmm. and then going off to college, it was probably more of like a, a fratty college dude in, in Wisconsin, uh, you know, like polos, pop polos and uh, pop yeah, color yeah. polos. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta and fill those out, boy. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta fill them out. And then, and then that was kind of around the time when, um, when I started reading the blogs like uh, Michael Williams, like the continuous lane sure. um, and folks like that, and then really got into, you know, Americana heritage. But I guess like for me, how I got kind of working into fashion and, and blogging and writing was, um, you know, Instagram came around, you know, 2012 and I started posting, you know, fits that I had, which was now seems super commonplace and, you know, really played out. But back then, not many people were were doing that. So I, you know, I gained like a pretty nice following relatively quickly. Um, and this was like the time before DMs or like anything, like it was strictly just posting uh, grid photos every single day of different outfits. So it was, you know, like APC jeans, you know, all the shit that we were into back then, uh, Red Wing, uh, Wolverine boots. So that was just yes, like sir. kind of my feed. Um, you know, using hashtags is how you actually found things. There was no discover page back then. Uh, so I was just like finding other dudes that posted about jeans and, and guys like Michael Williams and, and people that followed, you know, the, those types of uh, Internet uh, uh, rabbit holes, Reddit, all the, all of those places, um, you know, Super Future, all of those uh, blogs. So that was kind of like mm-hmm. my, uh, you know, that's how I really got into it and like learning a lot more. Um, got to know the guys over at Context in Madison. Um, and, you know, they sure. were they were probably some of the first people to bring uh, like raw denim to the Midwest. And, uh, yeah, like that was just like, I was hooked after that. And then using Instagram as a, as a, an amazing platform for the, now, you know, almost 10 years, uh, I've gotten to meet so many amazing people. I've, I've had a lot of great friendships and, uh, and now if anyone looks at my Instagram feed, you see a lot of, a lot of golf content, but, yes, um, you know, really that was the bedrock of my, uh, my love of, of men's style. And, and now I'm kind of able to merge that with my, my love of golf as well. So it's been, it's been a really fun ride. Well, it's kind of, you know, you mentioning that, like, because I, 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 I forgot that, like, when the ha- the hashtags thing before the explore page, it's like, it was so unique and special that I don't think people are going to, f- I think this is going to get forgotten at some point mm-hmm. that <laughs> that's how easy it was to connect with hyper niche stuff yep. is you just had to look mm-hmm. up the thing. And it felt like that was what I think that was the, when I, when I understood it, cause that, I mean, there was a, you know, I'm pretty much the same age as you, I think like a year younger. And it's like, there's like, I remember I remember when that became like someone had to explain what a hashtag did to me. You know what I mean? And it was like, mm-hmm. oh shit, okay. And then it was like, oh, I kind of understand how you could meet other people. Yeah. And it's like, and it just started to make sense so quickly. And, it, and like it turned for me too, like fashion went from this like very localized thing. Like, yes, there was a scene in the Midwest that I was that you and I were both in, and that existed, and you kind of knew all the players in it, and it felt like a finite thing. And things mm-hmm. like that, that, that hat, the birthing of that hashtag thing. So you could find other people, Tumblr, 
era stuff and then and then like you know these things that like uh, like pop-up flea used to be one of them where it was like now mm. we're all gonna oh, gather yeah. in one spot and you're gonna meet all these people you kind of mm-hmm. met through the uh, through online and they kind of felt bigger than real life you know yeah, what i mean yeah. even though they were just like dudes yeah. you know and it was yeah. like <laughs> it was really cool to like let all of that feel big and magical and like like you were involved in something bigger than than it, it was like the first time where it felt like it didn't matter where you were and now now i think it really really doesn't but i think that was like that was really like that that specific thing you said which i've never i haven't really ever thought of that was the thing that like changed it from like moved the needle from like oh i understand what instagram could be like how this could be really cool and then obviously it's amalgamated into something kind of messy at this point but it was really special in that very moment yeah i'd also like to pause and move back to the the emo phase for one second please (laughs) oh god oh no Give me, give me, can you give us like a band that, that you were like, that, that really like resonated with you at that time? Cause this is what we we're like, uh, you know, former hardcore kids. And obviously, okay. you know, whether we're going to admit to all specifics here, we both liked like emo stuff big time too, especially we, we, like Midwest. Emo, we were just so. playing armor for sleep last week. Yeah. We were packing <laughs> yeah. orders. Like, wow. Oh, there you yes. go. So, yeah, so there we'll, so we we'll admit we our faults, you know, yeah, here yeah. too. So, so is there is there one that like really gripped you at the time, and and also how yeah. emo are we talking? Like how swoopy are things getting? Oh, I mean, pretty pretty damn swoopy, uh, especially yeah, maybe good. like my oh, senior yeah. year of high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah the, the you know like double double studded belts, uh, yes. you know, like Hell thick, yeah. thick 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 horn rim glasses. Uh, but yeah. for me, it was like you know I was like like taking back Sunday. Like, the, yes. like, the, like very, like very sad, very sad music. Uh, but honestly, yeah. you know, I, I go back, I go back into the archives and, uh, for me, you know, it still hits. So, uh, I've oh. got, I've got two kids. So it's like, you know, they, they will also listen to taking back Sunday with me now in the car, which is great. You know, I'm, yes. uh, I'm indo- indoctrinating the next generation. What would you say? Are you more of a, where you want to be guy or are you, uh, uh, wait, what's the other one? Last thing. Wait, no, that's here's the here's here's where we diverge a little bit, because I only like a decade under the influence and whatever the first one is. And I always forget well, that. No, name there's that where one. you want to be. It's the yeah, baby uh, tell, one. tell all your friends. Tell all your friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah which yeah, one yeah, are you? Yeah. Which one are you? Because yeah. I know people people kind of choose, you know, um, I think for me, it's, it's it's probably tell all your friends. But where you want to be has some has some classics on it as well. Uh, yeah. But where I think where you want to be like that was like. All of them are great, you know. The the whole you, I can rinse the whole album and, it, and it's good. Uh, but back then, back, yeah, like yeah. when it, when it went to like louder now and like some of the new stuff, I'm like, you know, my 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 emo uh, like pop punk emo phase is like pretty much stuck in like 2000 to 2005, 2006. Like any like great. newer emo pop punk bands, I don't like. I don't even know who they are anymore. I know they exist, but um, yeah, it was for me. It was like a lot of uh, yeah, like Taking Back Sunday. Uh, like the used, uh, like under oath, like kind of like screamo. There we go, baby. Yeah, there we punk. go. Yeah, that was that was really, uh, the, you know, they 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 are, you know, they 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 have a whole. I mean, Fall Out Boy, probably actually one of my favorite bands uh, from yeah. that era as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I still still I still listen to them uh, at least once a week for sure. Got got the emo playlist on. That fo- that Fallout Boy record, I'm not gonna be able to think of it. It's the one that has like it's blue duotone, and it has uh, being sick at Space Camp or whatever. We only know oh, like the first record. I know the colors many- <laughs> and yeah. shit. Oh, uh, uh, the fr- oh the fr- like their uh, take this to which, your grave. Take this to yeah, your grave. Yeah, yeah, the first one. Yeah, yeah. That that was like that was like true Chicago, uh, true Chicago yeah. Fallout Boy. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, um, yes, yes. I'm just so yeah. glad you said that. Love that record. Also, so cool you're playing Taking Back Sunday for your kids. If I ever have a kid, that will, uh, I don't think I'm gonna, but that will be 
that would definitely be uh on the that, list. that's like that's like our parents making us listen to like rush or something so i you know i think it's, <laughs> yeah. it's only it's only fair yeah. yeah, you gotta get you get, and then in the same way they roll their eyes at some point, they'll be like, Man, fucking kind of hits though. It's the same yeah, thing yeah. that happened when like my mom was showing me like stuff when I was younger that I'm like, I don't know, I don't really get it because I'm into yeah. different things. And then all of a sudden, I get a little older, I'm like, never mind, I, I suddenly get early era Genesis now, you know what I mean? Yeah. My dad being like, You gotta, you gotta listen to 2112 Overture, Neil Pert is un- untouchable. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> oh my you're god. like, dude. it's fucking 30 minutes, dude. My, yeah. my friend that I grew up with, he would he was only in my art class and so that's the only time i'd see him and he would always tell us about his dad who he did not like and he was like man he because we were like all, only in the hardcore and all this shit. And he's like man my dad's always telling me i gotta fucking listen to rush neil Pert. He's, he's always, and this is this the line was always he's always just telling me like as if i give a shit that he has 21 toms why would yeah. i care if he's got 21 toms because that doesn't make the music cooler and it was like he would get so stuck oh, in this and shit. i think about it every time someone brings up neil Pert or anyone that talks about drums i'm like a guy that's like, like, I mean, he's got 21 toms. He's obviously yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, he's got he's got PTSD from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so amazing. So how do you how do you go from fashion guy to golf guy? What's the what's the what's the transition? Is this or is this always been a the, a side thing you were yeah. doing, and then you just brought it to the forefront of what you were yeah, doing? Yeah, great question, great question. So so for me, like. While I was into basketball, I was also like a big golf nerd when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. I started playing golf when I was probably eight or nine. Um, oh, like wow. I don't have any, I don't have any, like my parents don't play golf, but I had an uncle that was really good. And he like saw me swing a golf club in the backyard or something. And he was like, Hey, you, you have a really natural swing. So as, as the same time of, of Michael Jordan, the ascension of Michael Jordan, it was also the ascension of Tiger Woods. So like Tiger and, and Jordan were kind of my, my two heroes, uh, growing up watching them, you know, dominate, uh, pretty much everything that they did. So, you know, watching Tiger was like really influential for me. Uh, but I played, so I, I ended up playing competitively in high school and then I also played one year of collegiate golf. Uh, so I, nice. so I played golf at like a pretty high level, but, uh, I only played one year in college and then that was kind of like the same time that I was becoming more interested in, in fashion. Um, and you know, during that time, you, you know, like fashion was not a part of the golf scene, you know, mid two thousands, late 2000, like 2008, 2009. So for me, it was like really easy to kind of, uh, compartmentalize that and be like, you know, golf isn't like really my thing anymore. Um, like I'm really interested in clothes and like, you know, Americana heritage. So, which does that, you know, that doesn't really vibe now, now you can see the, the connection point, but back then it was like, you know, you kind of had to pick your pick your tribe of, of what you were interested in. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was just like, I, I didn't play golf. I didn't think about golf for probably almost 10 years. Um, and then tiger, he won the masters in 2019. Um, and you know, I watched, I watched that tournament, the whole, the whole, the whole, uh, all four days. And I just kind of had this feeling. I was like, man, like I, like, I'm, I kind of like love golf again, watching tiger win, um, after all he had been through. Um, and then the pandemic happened in 2020 and golf was like one of the few things that, uh, you know, people were able to, to do. So I played a lot of golf in 2020 and I, I really mm-hmm. kind of credit that to, uh, just keeping me sane and keeping me, you know, like going throughout that whole year. So, um, and then that was, you know, what kind of learn something, uh, you know, learn about, uh, you know, golf fashion. I was on Instagram already talking about clothes. So I was, you know, finding 
this whole new subset of Instagram for, you know, golf Instagram. Um, and I made a lot of really good friends and connections there, um, started posting golf swings, golf outfits there. Um, and that's how I started my own podcast group, group golf therapy, uh, with, uh, my two friends, Bradford and Connor. Uh, and yeah, like I, you know, we've, we've kind of built a little, you know, golf, uh, community through, through social media and through our podcast. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, like I said, it's been really fun to take two things that I'm super passionate about and bring them together into under like one, under one place. What do you think the, like, what do you think this like resurgence of golf interest is coming from? Cause it's definitely there. I mean, I see it in fashion, but mm-hmm. not only just like, you know, pulling inspiration from, but I also see like, I, I, I'm starting to know a bunch of guys that are younger than I am, like getting into it as like their main hobby, Chase being one of them, our former mm. employee also being another, like it's, and it, this wasn't something I ever heard them talk about or <clears> something <throat> they were super into prior. It feels like it's something for some reason that's reconnecting with people uh, of a certain age. And I'm just wondering if you feel like you, you, if you see the same thing, number one and two, does it seem like, do you see anything like pointing to like why that might be happening? I, I think that, we've, 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 uh, kind of maxed out or, or like the nostalgia era might be kind of coming to a a close of of like people our age, like being really into things from the nineties or things from when they were growing up. Like I kind of see like um, potentially a new wave of, of, uh, of of interest and, and, uh, um, inspiration. But, um, you know, with that, I think a lot of people our age as well, they might've taken golf lessons or they had a parent or a grandparent that was like super into golf back in the day. Mm And golf just, you know, it just wasn't cool. It wasn't like a fun thing to be a part of when you were eight or nine, if you didn't like golfing, uh, thankfully, like I said, for me, that that was something that I was really into, but I could, I could very well have seen, um, since, so I wasn't forced to play golf. Like I said, my parents didn't golf. They, they had never, they had never played it ever. So for me, it was kind of like this new thing that I wanted to try on my own, but I could have also seen that if my parents were golfers and they made me like take lessons and, and like be a part of this thing that I didn't want to, I could have totally seen myself going the opposite way. Um, and, and another thing, um, that's kind of a side note, I've seen a ton of, uh, skaters, you know, that are in their thirties and forties that are kind of looking for, um, like that, that like hit of like the same feeling that you get when you, uh, when you land a trick. So a lot of my friends in like Southern California or New York that are skaters, they're playing a lot of golf these days. One, because, skating is a lot harder when you're like 45 than when you were 25 and you know, they all have kids and things too, but they're like the same feeling that you get when you land a trick is the same as when you hit a pure shot, like on the golf course. Um, it's, you know, it's a solo endeavor. No one, you know, there's, there's really nothing other than your brain that's going to help you, uh, you know, perfect whatever you're trying to do on the golf course or while you're skating. So I'm seeing like that subset of folks and the crossover between skating and golf, which is like, uh, I think a really beautiful, uh, intersection as well. Um, but I think the reason why a lot of younger people are, are gravitating towards golf is, uh, like you said, one, it could be that they had, uh, you know, maybe a traumatic experience of, of being forced to do it when they were younger and they're seeing a new side of it now. And two, I think there's just, uh, a lot cooler items that you can, uh, participate in, in golf and like cool, cooler golf clothing. Uh, there's, you know, professional athletes like Steph Curry, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, Aaron Rodgers or folks that, you know, they might look up to and they're like, Hey, they're playing golf and they're pretty good. Uh, but they're also really good at this other sport. Maybe I should try golf. That looks, you know, it's easier than being six foot 10 and, and being an NBA basketball player. So I could see that being a, a kind of a, an opening for, for people wanting to try golf as well. 
Yeah, no, for sure. I, there, there's so much you said that I want to touch on. One, real fast, you mentioned Steph Curry. I literally fell asleep on the couch last night with my girlfriend. She had already fallen asleep, so I put on uh, on Hulu. There's like a it's like a putt putt competition show. Are you familiar <laughs> with this, dude? Oh, I yeah, a- yeah, yeah. It's uh, what is it called? It's called um, is it is that Holy Moly? Holy Moly, and it's hosted yeah, by the fellow yeah, yeah. that was in uh, Step Brothers. I should know his name. Um, but then Steph Curry makes an appearance. The, intent, the military guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the one that's screaming. Yeah. Um, but it's just so funny you said that because I literally fell asleep to that last night. So if anybody out there needs a wholesome show to fall asleep to, <laughs> Holy Moly is, is a fun, feel-good, golf-based game reality Chase show. Chase always tries to like, he, he'll come to me a lot because I'm super into movies and stuff and he'll be like, I really want like these like crazy like dark mind fuck movies. And I'll be like, okay, here's some <laughs> suggestions. And then and I'm, then he'll tell me things like, they'll be like, you gotta check out this cooking show. It's hosted by a cooking hat or something. And I'm like, what the <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck? <laughs> so it's like, what do you want? Yeah, no, yeah. I, I like it all. But, but see, you mentioned Steph and I'm happy like, holy moly, but um, I grew up <laughs> both. <laughs> I grew up You touched on so many things. I was fortunate enough to uh, do like a golf camp in fifth grade with a bunch of buddies. And my best buddy, his mom's house was on the first tee of said golf course. Mm. And so we were able to golf like quite a bit. And his dad would take us out and, and taught us the game and taught us. He, he was a walk only, never a cart. So we always learned ah. the quickest way to, he's like, don't walk to the other side of this tee box. If you, if you're on foot, it's faster just to go this way. The quickest point between another point is a straight line. So, you know, like weird things like that, you, that you take into other aspects of your life. But I've never heard somebody compare the golf skate thing. And I also grew up skating my whole life. And I think it makes perfect sense, dude, for all the reasons you pointed out. But there's also the the thing that I get most gassed about is when it's 730, you got to the course, it's a beautiful day. The old dudes are making raunchy jokes and you and your three buddies have four, four and a half hours of hanging out in the sun, playing a sport together. And just Mm -hmm. that's what you're doing. You're not you're not fucking around on a computer. Or, you know what I mean? Like that's all you're doing. You're just with your boys yeah. and you're fucking around. You know what I mean? And well, it's like, it's kind of like, uh, I think as you get older, you need excuses to like hang out with friends, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the reasons to get together, keep getting too loose. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, yeah. I mean, you got two kids drew. It's hard to sell a fuck. <laughs> like if I'm like, you know, I still play music and stuff, which has always been my passion. So I feel like I, I get I get a little bit of a pass with that, and I still do it. But it's not; it's much harder. To, it used to just be like someone to be like at a party, be like, "I play guitar." I'm like, "Cool, I need to actually." If you want to do that soon, we can work that yeah. out. And then we go to some weird garage or somebody's basement, and you do it. <laughs> yeah. and but like, that's not really the vibe anymore. You know what I mean? And that's like you meet some guy that like does. That's like I play guitar, and he's like, "Well, I do it at church or whatever." And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, that's you're not like, oh, okay. my guy." Never mind. But, yeah. yeah, and then uh, and then there's but and so there's not. Not really that's harder to do you have to really search it out right i'm using like old recycled friends or any random kid that works for us he's like i you know want to do something we'll try to make it work but like it, it's hard skateboarding i'm not going to do that anymore it seems cool but unless we're cruising around and even cruising i'm worried i'm going to hit a rock and throw my ass and it's like i can't yep. <laughs> i cannot be injured i threw my back out this week for the first one the oldest thing i've oh, ever God. done and no. it's like it's a nightmare and it's like i can't I'm, I, if i had to have a broken leg which lasts in my mind a year for some reason i yeah. can't do that so it's like <laughs> no, i'm not no. Willing to risk that but i still want to like go 
you know, hang out with, you know, some friends for, like uh-huh, you said, uh-huh. for enough period of time that it's not just like, what's going on at work? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, it's not uh, just drinks and, after work. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. exactly. You're giving yourself that there's enough leeway time where you have real conversations or actually have fun. So I, I get, I totally, I don't golf at all. And I, even though I used to work at a golf course and stuff, like I don't, I don't know anything about it, but I do understand the community level uh-huh, of uh-huh. it. I, I totally mm-hmm. get that. I think that that's the right comparison to make of like, these guys getting into skate, like we're into skateboarding. It's like, you're all looking for the same stuff. It's like all these guys that were into hardcore music. They always only, only do a couple things, but one of them, one of them happens to be fashion. You'd be like, Oh, I understand. You're just, you were looking for the same stuff and yeah, you just, yeah. you found it in a way that made sense because you're making money now for the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, I, I think it's, I think the, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like you, uh, the same like ilk of person where it's like we were, you know, back in the day we were looking for like communities, whether, yeah, like you said, you found it through music or you found it through um, hobbies. Uh, but I think the same thing, like nowadays, the, I think the one issue with social media is it's so like the algorithms are so smart that they're constantly like feeding you different things. Whereas the thing that I really miss is I miss the, like the hunt of trying to find a new band or trying to find um, mm-hmm. like new styles or new inspiration through Tumblr or through the blogs when those were still, you know, producing content at a, at a high level. And now it's like, we just, you just open your phone and things are served to you that they, that the algorithm thinks you'd be interested in. And it's almost, it's like, it's, it's not the same as when we were younger trying to find things on our own. And, and no one was like, unless you had a friend or someone that was like really into it, that like used the internet better than you did at the time. Like you kind of just had to find it on your own. Um, so I think that's like kind of the one downside of, of social media. It's amazing to connect and it's an amazing marketing tool, but for just like actually finding unique things, it's so much harder to do, I think, because everything kind of starts looking the same because everyone wants to, uh, everyone wants to like beat the algorithm as well. So then it's like, all right, we need to make things uh, like the same, but not exactly the same. So just like a little bit different. So everything kind of just looks, uh, looks the same after a while, which is, which is kind of a, a bummer for people like us that are looking yeah. for those unique pockets of, of the internet. Yeah, for sure. It, going back to what you guys mentioned about the, uh, the hashtag thing in terms of like unique mm. pockets, I remember, you know, the same thing, got a pair of naked and famous jeans. I was like, I'm going to scam Zappos for a pair of red wings. I just got to find out what pair of red wings I want. And <laughs> I, so I, I can remember searching 914 into Instagram and just being like, okay, cool. And, and there'd be a ton of shit of random things. And then there'd be a pocket of some dude in cuffed denim jeans with a pair of black Beckmans from Red Wing or something. And just searching product codes and stuff like that. And like, you could find like, oh damn, this is in, it's, it's not English, but these dudes dress really fucking good. And like, what else are they wearing? And like their, their pants are wider than I'm used to. Or like, I've never seen the 10875 with, pair of shorts and long socks or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Well, I yeah. think you're also describing sort of the death of the whole, it's not, not death. Cause I don't think it ever died. Certainly. But like the trend in menswear was basically Americana yes. and heritage. That, mm-hmm. that was it. That was yep. the only trend that existed made in us, but you could argue it's all the same, same shit thing, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. And it's like at a certain point, I think what happened with that whole hashtag thing is exactly what you just described. If we were like, Oh, they're doing it way different in Japan and it's really cool. Yeah. And I never thought to do that. And it's like it it allowed a bunch of guys into a cultural movement that maybe wouldn't have been into fashion otherwise. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think not only mm-hmm. wouldn't have been allowed in, but like didn't feel comfortable inside. And it allowed a comfortable way for a guy who wasn't used to the fashion world or never been exposed to it to get into that world and find a community where it felt 
comfortable and not confusing mm-hmm. and, and 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 you can put that however you want to i think there's a lot of like gender stuff there but however it did it allowed a more general interest person to get involved in that thing find a huge community and then evolve pretty quickly quite frankly for like from what menswear did for the first however many hundreds of years it existed to where we're at now (laughs) where it's like it's so hard to define and guys are i mean we we had an event last night there's probably 40 people in the store let's say 30 of them were guys and you looked around you're like man everyone's got wild ass style here but for some reason i think menswear still involves a community even no matter how you're dressing, really. I don't think it's, like, mm-hmm. as segmented, especially when you put it in real life. We're just all people who like clothes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's, like, yeah. inter- I think that's an interesting thing that it allowed it to do. As much as it also made it murkier and harder to connect over time, it also has allowed for that to, like, that individualism to, to blossom and, you know, help people connect in that way. Um, so I do, I do think that's interesting. How do you think the two connect like golfing and fashion i do think there's obviously connections there but coming from someone who's truly passionate about both where's the connection for you i think uh well i think that kind of what you said um rings through true uh with 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 golf and fashion um i you know there's there's millions of people that that golf uh in the world and in the u.s but the the subset of people that that uh, are you know like into the the niche golf brands that i'm into um, like it may seem like there's a lot of people due to Instagram, but if I go, if I go like out in the, you know, in Wisconsin, like I have like Malvin is like one of the biggest, uh, like kind mm-hmm. of like golf streetwear brands. And I've never seen a, a person wear a Malvin hat ever. And I play like, I played golf pretty often here in Wisconsin at different courses at nicer courses at Muni's. So kind of like all over the spectrum, I've never seen someone wear a Malvin hat, but if you look on Instagram, like every cool person has, you know, Malvin gear sure, on and sure. they have a, they have a drop coming out every week. So I think that uh, the one, the one issue with, with social media is brands that we like and things that we like can get so overplayed due to um, like the things that we see online. But then you go out into the real world, you go to the grocery store and you're like, I've never seen someone wear capital ever in my life um, except yeah. for, you know, uh, online. So I think it is like, it is interesting that I think like most people that play golf are not interested in fashion probably. Um, and which is why it's like still like really growing and and you see a new golf brand with a corny golf adjacent name pop up every single day on my feed. Um, but which I think is good. Like the more the merrier, like I'm happy for them, but, uh, it's just like you, you, you don't see enough people caring about fashion in the golf space yet. Um, even though there's a lot of people that, that, that play golf and, and, you know, there is a lot of money in golf and the people that play golf have money. So it's not a matter of, um, you know, the ability to have disposable income to afford golf clothing. So, um, I think it's just, you know, it's, there is such a, a look of what people think is acceptable, whether it's by cultural standards or the standards of, you know, regionally where you live and the courses that you play at, that um, it's like really hard to show any self-expression while playing golf. So, so, so what is it now? Like what's, what's the golf kit now in, in Drew's words? Like if you were to, if I'm getting into golf today and you're suggested like, what, what is the, what is the, what's the, is it, is it a place for self-expression? Is that sort of the point to you? Or is it like, nah, here's the new cool thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I think that, I think that in like any type of activity, one, the function should kind of come first. So 
you know, like if you're if you're going to the beach, you're not going to wear like raw denim. And if you're going to play mm-hmm. basketball, you're not going to wear, you know, like, uh, you know, like a, a mohair sweater. So I think that yeah. like function has to kind of come first when you're playing golf. And, and when you're golfing, depending on where you're playing and the, and the temperature, like it's going to get hot. So like I understand why people wear dry fit clothing when they're playing golf. Yes. You know, it is an athletic endeavor. You are moving around a lot. You're walking. So and, and moisture wicking fab- fabric is more comfortable. Like I totally get that. So I think one, it's like, you know, kind of dress for the the function of, of like, if, if it's going to be 115, wear something comfortable that's going to, you know, so you don't pass out while you're playing golf. But I, I do think that I, and I appreciate when people, you know, do show some self-expression and I, do, and I'm really happy that uh, streetwear has kind of, um, you know, opened the door for some folks in the golf world where it's like, Hey, do I actually need to wear a shirt with the collar while I'm playing golf? Like, no, that doesn't actually affect how you play golf or how people, you know, treat the golf course when they're playing. So, um, and then even like, uh, Jordan brand has come out with a lot of, uh, like retro Jordan golf shoes as well. So for me, it's like, that's not something that I'm interested in wearing. Um, I'm a little more traditional with the footwear, but uh, it's cool to see that, that some people that might not have been interested in golf and are really big into sneakers, you know, there's a shoe for them that they might feel comfortable playing in versus me. Like I want to wear a pair of white foot joys. You know, they might look at that and say like that shoe looks ridiculous. I would never wear that while I'm golfing. So, um, there, there is some self-expression and I'm happy to see that. Um, but I think that, you know, golfing is like a very specific thing so you 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 know you can only like dress up so much as like some some of us would like to wear like the things that i would like to wear normally generally might not be as comfortable while while playing golf sure 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 tell us about the tell us a little bit more about the podcast like what do you what do you guys use that platform for is it literally is it just is it just golf talk or is it more than that yeah so so my podcast is called group golf therapy and we actually say we're a mental health podcast that's masquerading mm-hmm. as a golf podcast. Um, so we we have guests on on our show, and the people that we talk to um, are generally not professional golfers. Uh, like we've had uh, Macklemore, we've had um, oh, shit, from uh, the War on Drugs. Uh, he's a big time golfer. Yeah, um, we've had some writers, we've had some filmmakers. Um, we've had a few pro golfers on as well, but, uh, the thing, so uh, unlike most sports media or sports podcasts, uh, we're not talking about like, how's your swing or how are you playing right now? Uh, we, we really are uh, a place where like we call ourselves golf's safe space. So we kind of like let the, let the guests like take the driver's seat and, and like let it, you know, let them unpack whatever they, they want to talk about. So, um, you know, typically we don't talk about like, you know, how you're playing golf where it's like, how does golf make you feel? Um, mm-hmm. another big pillar of what we talk about is just like, kind of like what we already talked about today is like golf is this great place. Uh, a golf is a great escape for you, uh, to, you know, just spend some time with your friends and, um, you know, have three to five hours of like un- uninterrupted conversation. You know, you can have some drinks, uh, you know, you can, you know, just, just, uh, have this, this like really great place to have a, a really meaningful conversation with someone. Um, and that's, you know, if any, any other sport, you can't really do that. Um, so golf for us is something much more than just, uh, you know, a hobby or, or a place to get away. It's, you know, it's, it's really a, a very therapeutic place. Um, and then also just a, a great place to connect with people that you, uh, that you love or people that you don't know, and you're, you're getting to know them really well. 
It's interesting that like Chase was even saying that earlier when you we were talking about something with golf and he was saying that like, you know, randomly you get other players playing with you and yeah, of course yeah. and stuff and that can be interesting uh, from a lot of different perspectives. Uh, it, but it's, I was wondering also at the same time when you're talking about mental health, do you ever, does anyone ever golf alone? Because it seems like a nice meditative thing to do if you did it alone, but I've, I guess I've Not never seen anyone. Not enough money in the golf course for you to go play by yourself. Well, maybe Drew, you, maybe, maybe you can't. You, yeah, you can. I was gonna say I, I actually really like playing by myself sometimes. Um, yeah, I mean honestly, you can you can definitely go play by yourself depending on on where you live. I know um, for me, it's like it's easy to get a tea time and like an early tea time in the morning, and you know there's no one in front of you and no one behind you. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm sure it's like I'm not a skater, but I'm sure it's it's similar to you know just going out and skating by yourself too, where you sure, kind of sure. just like. Like, you know, you're just out there by yourself doing your thing. Uh, same with golfing by yourself. You're, you're out there by yourself. You you know, you can drop, you can hit a couple extra extra balls this time. Uh, you know, like there's no one really rushing you. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's extremely therapeutic for me um, just to, um, well, one, golf is like one of the few places where I, I put my phone away and I just like, I don't have my phone out. I'm not looking at my phone. So I can just like, you know, my, my wife or whoever knows, like, I'm not going to be like really available. Like maybe if there's an emergency or something, but you know, my phone's going to be off or in my bag or, or somewhere where I'm not looking at it. So that, that to me is just like a really amazing thing where you can kind of like fully unplug and just like, just like be in the moment and uh, mm -hmm. whether it's by yourself or just with other people uh, just kind of enjoying that uh, you know, that camaraderie together and not being, you know, like, Hey, I have to check this work email or I have to, yeah. you know, be doing, you know, whatever on my phone where, which is what we're doing, you know, the, the other 95% of our, our day. Yeah. It's funny. I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but in Denver, Denver, Boulder area, uh, maybe in off times or different courses, but I've never, I've never been able to book like even just a twosome. There's always usually at least another person, but typically two other paired mm. with us. But I would imagine playing by yourself. If, if you are able to get a tea time, you don't have a group with you. That would be magical. Yeah. It's awesome. It's, it's, uh, it's like I said, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not always, uh, easy to do, but if you can, it's, uh, it's a really fun experience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got any, uh, just real quick, any, any crazy golf stories? Like, you ever see, ever witnessed some wild stuff happen? Because I feel like golf golf courses are usually a place for. I mean, just being honest, when I, I worked at a golf course 2013, and the whole thing was every seven every morning 7:20, there was a great a group of eight old dudes that played every single morning, and their whole thing was they'd be like, "Oh, I just." trying to delay going back to the old lady as much as I can, go back to the old ball oh, and chain yeah. as much as I can. And they'd sit around and the mailman would come through and smoke cigars and take an hour off of delivering mail. And it was just like <laughs> a place for dudes to hang out. But, you know, you hear and see wild stuff. Is there anything uh, that yeah. sticks out? I grew up on a golf, like a near a golf course. And we worked at it. And it's like, it, it's like they can be pretty rowdy places. <laughs> now, these weren't like the nicest golf courses yeah, yeah. in the world, clear, maybe. But at a country club. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But... You see anything wild out there? Yeah, um, I mean, I haven't seen anything crazy wild golfing. Um, I will say, so I one of my first jobs, I worked at a golf course, yes. and my job was um, like I was fourteen, so I was like eighth grade. So on Friday nights, I was like a busser. They had like you know, as you know, any good Midwestern town, they have uh, a Friday night fish fry at the golf course. at the clubhouse. So I was like a busser on Friday nights, and during the week, I was uh, cleaning out golf carts and filling them up with gas. So it was like, 
one time I, you know, I, I had this cart that came back and, you know, as a 14 year old, you know, you're just like, you know, like, I, like, how do people consume this much alcohol? But they had a, <laughs> they had, they had a, they had a, they had, a, they had a, an empty 30 rack in the back. They had, I would say at least three or four handles of like, it was either like Jack or vodka that was empty. And then just like a ton, obviously a ton of beer cans that were strewn about throughout the, throughout the cart as well. So I was like, either this was like a group of people or just two people are probably dead somewhere. Uh, but I was just <laughs> yeah. like, I was just like blown away because it, it was just in one cart. And, and, you know, it was like after an outing, but I'm just like, how, like, what did these people do? And then did they drive home? Yes, they probably did. Uh, but it's just like, like I'm always amazed at the amount of alcohol that people can consume on a golf course. Um, yes. Like I said, for me, I don't like drinking when I'm playing because I like, I just like can't concentrate as well. And, and like, I'm usually yeah. trying to play for score. Uh, Cause like, I you know that's just what I, what I care about when I'm playing. Course, but, like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm just like, if I, if I had like 10 beers, like I wouldn't even be able to like, this wouldn't even be fun anymore. Like, like I would probably be having fun, but not having fun golfing anymore. So no, no, um, no. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm just like the amount of, uh, of empties that I took out of some, some of the cards. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, I wish I could have been like, there was like a GoPro at this time where I could have just been just following see, this, yeah. this group and seeing uh, how 18 holes transpired when you drank 30 beers and like four handles of liquor like that, that had to yeah, be a pretty yeah. wild time. Drew, have you ever tried a uh, 0% alcohol? Like there's this brand called athletic beer. Have you tried it? No, Go no. It. Me, me yeah, and Cooper did it last time. It's, it's so, non-alcoholic. So Oh, non-alcoholic beer. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, and it's, you know, it's 0.05 or whatever. It's it's sure. negligible. It's not Minimal, there's no alcohol. Yeah. But because we we used to have a couple beers when we would play, but we've both, he takes it really serious, and we have a scramble coming up in September. And so we were like, he, he bought a couple of, like, one was, like, a very hoppy IPA, and, like, one was, like, a sour, and it's like, they tasted good and had no alcohol. Like, it was kind of sick. So, anyway, might be something for you to, uh, to explore, just... Yeah, I, I recently played golf with someone that um, like works in like the liquor, like beer industry. And he was talking about how and he's like sober now. And he was telling me how like, yeah, like the 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 N, the N.A. space has become like really uh, like really popping these days. And like you said, like a really like tasty IPA, because yeah. uh, like, you know, for me, like I always thought of like like, yeah, O'Doul's or like they have like Heineken 0.0 exactly. and it's just like, yeah. I don't like if I would rather just drink like water or something instead of drinking like an O'Doul, but knowing that there's uh, some NAs that are actually tasty and, and like have good flavor. Um, you know, that's, that, that'd be a, an interesting choice for sure. Especially if uh, your playing partners don't know that you're, you're drinking the NA. So yeah, they yeah. think that you're getting like, you know, they, they think you might be getting a little tipsy and then, yeah. you know, you might be able to, you know, take some more money from them because you're like, yeah, Hey, you're I'm, actually, I'm, I'm stone sober right now. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to take all of your money after this round. Yeah. Yeah. Check out Drew, check out the brand athletic. I think it's athletic. I think it's either called athletic or athletic beer. It's like beer for athletics. Okay. Athletic beer. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the new Gatorade. <laughs> it's, Timothy, it has, you said you, yeah, it oh, has electrolytes. <laughs> oh, I would love. Literally, yeah. if, if Gatorade released a zero point zero Gatorade beer, yeah. I would try every flavor Whoa, without I'm, a doubt. That's absolutely, absolutely. I think they're missing the mark there for golfers. Yeah. So when I was working at the golf, when I was working at the golf course I worked at, and like we didn't play golf or anything, we just basically washed carts or any other random shit that he needed yep. done. Yeah. And th and this was like kind of a wild. They found out they were like selling coke out of it at one point and stuff. It's, yeah. it's oh, a wild of course, golf course. Of course, yeah. But 
we we were in charge one day because he's like he's like this guy I can't, he's I, he, I I can remember what he looks like his name was I think his name was Jerry and he would come, he came out and he was, and he was like and like all right boys here's the deal goes, <laughs> the, the, my servers are my servers didn't show up so you're up and we're like oh. bro, we're like bro we're like fourteen and I was like yeah. I don't think we should, I remember even at the time being like, I don't think we should be doing this and he's yeah. like and he so he brings us over. And he would he'd run these things, and I think that realistically, this was a lot of like cocaine fueled ideas. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it would yes. just be like he'd have this area of, of benches that he'd have us set up, and it was like so we set up all these park benches. Like so, everyone's gonna come in, they're gonna sit here. I'm gonna hook them up with food, and by food, he just means he was going to boil hot dogs in the back of the uh, kitchen and bring them out. Of course. And then and he's like, I'll bring them out for everyone. He goes, and you're gonna serve them the alcohol because we want we want these guys. Paying good money, so we got to start. So he's like, and the alcohol's free. And I was like, oh, we're like, okay, but like, we were immediately like, we don't know how to make drinks or anything. But he's like, <laughs> don't worry about it. He goes, the first one, they're going to come to me. I'll make them what they want. The second one, they're going to come to you. And he goes, this is what you're going to make them. And he goes, no matter what they order, you fill the cup up three quarters of the way with vodka, the rest of it's Coke. And he goes, he goes, the second drink, I'll make them strong. Second drink, they won't know what it is. Don't worry about it. And <laughs> oh, that's man. what we did. And he was right. No one, no one said one would people gin and tonic, and it was like here's vodka and coke, and yeah. it was just every single time. No one cared. And then they were they they were they were like all half a handle in before they even started golfing. I don't know what yeah, the plan yeah, was because yeah. I don't yeah. know why why this cost more or whatever. But but yeah, this is the this was the. Obviously, you're probably playing at different courses than this, but this is the energy I, I know of golfing. No, I'm which sure also got, is cool. I'm sure he's got one or two of these these ones out here. Uh, but yeah, the idea medicine. of drinking like ten beers in the sun as a 34 year old yeah, person, yeah. absolutely no, yeah, no, no fucking uh, chance. No, I'm gonna, I'll, 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 I'll die out there. Yeah, that'll be the end oh, of me. Yeah, I would be bloated My for the next three hurt. months. Yeah. I, I would yeah. never yeah. get rid of it. We yeah. had a, we had a group of old dudes play and had uh, and again our course was BYOB bro we had oh. we had a hot we had a hot dog roller that was from the restaurant that was part of the country club <laughs> that disbanded mm-hmm. and so yep. we we ran the same hot dog roller for a summer and then brought it back over dirty <laughs> and that's what you could get was hot dog roller and whatever else we could buy from Sam's club so like Cheez-Its and Chips Ahoy cookies Ooh, individually I love packaged. That. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, not not complaining by any means. But uh, it was BYOB so people would really, you know, do it up. Of course. And there was a, f- a foursome wrapped up. Guys leave their carts, take off this and that. And some fella comes whipping back in in his, you know, F-150, hauling ass, skirt right up to the thing, run up to his golf cart, down the rest of, like, an empty, and be like, no soldier left behind. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Got in his wow. car and took off. But that that's, that's, that's what I remember working at the course. Is Jerry that also energy. wouldn't let us play Miss Pac-Man. There was, like, a Miss Pac-Man in the, in the area. And he'd be like, those are for customers only. I never saw one person playing Miss Pac-Man. It was, like, a tabletop Miss Pac-Man. But he would not let us play oh, fuck. this is the this is the most uh yeah the most uh midwest things ever um yeah, yeah I was say yes. the the owners of, of the of the owners of the course that i work at uh their last name was like lounsbury and their their son's name was like jp and he like literally had a mullet and a mustache and he lived at home. Yeah. Uh, but also he drove a, he also drove a, ja- a jaguar and yeah, yeah he was sick. like and now and now and now as a now as a 35 year old i was like yeah that dude was always coked up and now i was like now i know why he was always crazy but yeah jp yeah. one time like he just drove the jaguar onto the course and it's like you know as like a 14 <laughs> as a 14 year old you're like why would you do that i was like oh yeah that was the cocaine yeah that for sure yeah. for sure Ma- yeah uh, but no, it's, yeah it's like the most like midwest people like you said like the yeah taking the f-150 and like 
smack like you know like chugging a beer before you get out there like yeah that's uh that that feels like home to me <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 yeah. i'm glad i'm glad you can relate i figured that there'd be a lot of crossover here with the wisconsin ohio indiana you know yeah, it's all the a, same place a dude. group of people being like jealous of a pre-owned like jaguar is also like exactly <laughs> the type of energy i know and love where yeah. it's, i still like would see like if i saw a beat up jaguar in the streets that you know like sold sells for three thousand dollars on craigslist yeah. is like, i still see it i'm like it's a nice car no, I still look at yeah. it and be like, oh, shit, they got money, though. Yeah, okay. he's got yeah. money. <laughs> if it's got that ornament, they're rich. Yeah. So period. many things yep. from when I was a kid, being from the Midwest, that I'll get older, and I look at it, and I'm like, I thought that that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, then you yeah. look at it like, that's not an expensive car. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. made yeah. it up yeah. like that. Yeah, even even in 2001, that car still only cost like 14 grand. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And you're like, yeah. well, and in my head, yeah. that was yeah. a different yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. Let's talk, let me change subjects for one second, but still stay on the Midwest. Do you have like a a, a Wisconsin food? I mean, obviously, fish fry is a good answer. We've already touched oh, on that. Wait, Timothy, before you continue, fish fry. I wanted to ask: is the fish fry is it walleye? Um, it well, it depends. Like, so I think the general it's like cod is like okay. the main yep. fish. But also, yeah, like walleye or perch, those are, you know, the fancier fish that we would go for in Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, walleye, perch, like that's like the, if you're, if, if you're looking at like the twelve ninety nine price, you know, walleye yeah. or perch, that, that, that'll take you up to like 15 or $16, you know, but that's a very good, a very good yeah. fish for sure. The Bronzino of yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I grew up a block and a half from Lake Erie my whole life. And oh, yeah. my mom's side of the family is very Harley has boats to go fishing oh, jet skis, yeah, yeah. that that kind of thing and so my uncle was always uh always big into like walleye fishing that's always mm, been mm-hmm, a thing mm-hmm. and, and my my little hometown always has like a wine and walleye fest so that i was i was cool, just curious to, yeah to see is it is it that, tra- lake- that translates to wisconsin for sure yeah are you is it lake superior that's closest to you uh lake michigan we're lake michigan lake michigan okay okay yeah. cool anyway timothy please, please continue well, I was just going to kind of ask, like, what is some other, like, Wisconsin food staples that's, like, that maybe the rest of the world doesn't know about? Yeah. I mean, because we kind of, like, Canoe Club's basically named after the, the the concept was originally a supper club, like a Wisconsin-style supper club, you know, oh, like, mismatched okay. plates. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and then it, and, 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 you know, it kind of ended up translating into, like, what we wanted to do, which was just kind of present things that we thought everyone should have but but not but in a less like pretentious and fancy way mm-hmm. like a more like mm-hmm. we're all we're all just like if you're in here you're friends we're still it's still fancy stuff but we're not gonna make you know you know you know you're not gonna fuss about it yeah it's not we're not making a yeah. we're midwesterns we're not gonna make a fuss about it <laughs> so so yeah so like that that's kind of the the concept so i like and I love, I mean, I've been to Milwaukee a lot to do supper clubs and that is, they're, they're the shit. I mean, I think that like truly some of my favorite like restaurant experiences and I've done some like, you know, Michelin star kind of shit. And that is, that's a better experience because it's just, it takes all like the, the fuss and nonsense out of it, but still presents this like nice thing. And I really, and I really like things that way. And it's kind of like we, we had a. We had a lot of like we always called them like cop spots, like basically like Italian like restaurants in Chicago that was basically for cops. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like yeah, those yeah, totally. places were the same thing where it's like they treated it as this was fancy, but it wasn't either because the bar, there's people sloshed at the bar. <laughs> yeah. And like yep. and the and the but they but they took what they did seriously at the same time and I really appreciate that kind of thing. Um 
And it just feels comfortable and like nostalgic, even though you've never been there before. And I think Wisconsin does that really well. But what are the, I mean, I know like cheese curds and stuff. What, what are we missing? What's the, what are the, what's the things that people don't know about? Yeah. Well, first off, I will say, I, I want to give you guys your flowers because I can definitely see the the Midwestern and Wisconsin roots and everything that Canoe Club has built over the years. Um, and yeah, it's just like really cool to see how, you know, the brand has evolved and, and grown and, and like, you know, you like continue to get new things that are still under the radar and putting them on the radar. So that's, that's always been, been really cool to see. Um, but also like, yeah, I, I think that when it comes to Wisconsin, like supper, like if you've never been to Wisconsin a, or been to a Wisconsin supper club, um, it's really just a, it's a restaurant that, um, it's, it, it, it sounds and feels fancy to people that go there, uh, especially local people. Uh, but it's like, yeah, they, they serve, you know, like uh, you know, like Porterhouse, like this one place that we go up to, um, my, my wife's family has some family in like the Sheboygan area. So that's like North of Milwaukee, still mm-hmm. on the lake, still on Lake Michigan. Uh, but they serve this like, I don't know, like 45 ounce Porterhouse and it's like bigger <laughs> than your head. And, and it's just yeah. like, it's crazy. And, and like, and, but it's just like, it's like really good, like home cooked, like grandma cooked it in the kitchen. Uh, but also it's like you, you go in to a, to any supper club and you know, there's usually like a bar right when you get there. So you can go in and get your drink. Um, and usually there's like a wait to get in and then, yeah, you just like, you, you have a few drinks, you know, um, you know, you're just able to like sit down and talk with, with friends and family who you're with and then, yeah, enjoy this like really good meal together. But it, you know, it's just like good food, but it's very unpretentious. Um, it still feels like upscale, um, like you said, someone coming from like a Michelin star restaurant or like a New York would, would say like, this is not upscale, but to, you know, a simple Midwestern folk, this is uh you know, yeah. this is like the Friday night dinner that you take the, the family out to um, no, right and that's special. So yeah, I would say like, just like in general, I think supper clubs are super underrated and, um, it's like, if you're coming to Wisconsin, yeah, like we've got a lot of great beer. We have a lot of really good cheese, but, um, doing a, doing a meal at a supper club, I think is, is a, a kind of an experience all in, all in its own, uh, because each one, you know, they have like their specialty or their signature, uh, cocktail or, or, uh, you oh, know, food yeah, that yeah, they yeah. Prepare, you know, go when, crazy. Yeah. Um, I would say the biggest thing and the thing that I miss whenever I leave Wisconsin, since I do travel quite a bit for work is if I, I go to a bar and I order an old fashioned and I say, I want a brandy old fashioned. Uh, and they look yeah. at me like I just grew a third eye. And in Wisconsin, we're only like brandy old fashioned folks. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And the, and the, my, it's my better twist too, is, to be clear, it it's is, better. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm extremely biased, but I do a brandy old fashioned sour. They also do a sweet. Mm. So instead of using like Sprite, I would want like squirt or like a sour soda instead, like a grapefruit Sick. based soda. Yeah, yeah. So brandy, old fashioned, brandy old fashioned sour with olives is my like secret menu that I, that I will order. Um, green Wisconsin, olives? I, yeah. Green olives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like salty sour plus the sweet of the brandy. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's the chef's kiss for me. You've piqued my interest, bro. I, yeah. I mustn't lie. Yeah, co- sounds, come, come back, come wild. back to the Midwest. Come back to Wisconsin and get one. Yes, and uh, actually, yeah, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Drew, funny enough, we we have legitimately for the last couple months, and I think we were gonna go last month, and then yeah, we're it's trying, been crazy, but yeah, we're, we're gonna to come up to Wisconsin. Madison. Me, we'll Timothy, and Bob up. are gonna come up. Um, oh yeah, let's, for a yeah, little business thing. Some, so we'll absolutely dinner, yeah. be in touch. Let, let, let's yeah, absolutely let get together. That would be that would be so fun. Yeah. Also, real fast for clarification. It is or isn't in someone's house. It's it's is it 
a supper club it's it's yeah. like often in like a lodge is how i would like yeah, yeah. I feel, you okay. know what i mean like it's like so it it feels like it, it doesn't feel mall. like a restaurant it's not gonna be in a strip yeah. no, 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 no 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 it's yeah, like yeah. A, it's never, a standalone never a strip place ball. yeah well it's just saying it's kind of weird like they, they're all over obviously but some yeah usually they're just like standalone buildings uh like i said some are so some supper clubs are like nicer and they, they're more you know like it's like a nicer restaurant but some are just like a part of a bar so it's like a bar slash right, supper yeah. club so it's like the bar is like the bar part and then they have a back room which has like you know like the the white tablecloths in the back and and it's like a little you know it's supposed to be a little bit nicer uh but yeah it's not it's not like a chain like there's no chain of supper clubs in wisconsin that i know of at least uh but they're yeah they're always like named after like someone's like grandma or something and yeah it's just like you know it's like myrtle's yeah, place so or whatever and it's just yeah. <laughs> and yeah it's just like it's always and and a lot of them you know they they kind of are some of them can be hole in the walls um and some of them are like super nice and like like fancier of course um but yeah i think everyone has a has their own take of, of a supper club but i think that uh yeah if there's any like restaurateurs that are looking for their next big thing like i think like making like a like a, a modern supper club would be really cool um i, I haven't seen a lot of those yet so that, yeah, if it, i had some extra money I, I would invest in that 100 percent. now i know you're not supposed to invest in restaurants and all this but that just seems like such an it's like anyone can kind of connect with it it's kind of like that like that cop like red sauce place i'm saying it's like yeah. it mm. immediately feels nostalgic no matter if you're yeah. from the area or not it just there's something that feels like warm and comfortable yeah. about it mm -hmm. they all kind of have this like certain look that i know you could recreate you just need the right place yeah and then the food just feels like i mean i think like somebody that like you know it's like a maddie matheson could do this you know i mean you, oh, you could, you could, you could lift has. it up scale without destroying what it is you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and i don't yeah. i don't know that this is true for everybody but like a lot of people want to be a local, and I feel like a supper club facilitates that local when you're here, your family yeah. Yeah. situation. You know what I mean? <laughs> Classic <laughs> local business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it, there's, it's, I think that like the thing that I would say that overall, like the ones I've been to, and we used to like really like to make little trips out of it and stuff, is that like it, it feels like. I don't know. It feels like people are there longer than you when you go to a restaurant. Like it's 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 oh, if you yeah. hang you out can, you longer, linger, it's a vibe. Yeah. yeah, a lot of them were like inns. Like we'd stay at one one time. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. where you kind of stayed somewhere oh, upstairs. And there's not a ton yeah. of room, so yeah. it just feels like it feels like something much bigger is going on. Kind of like when you go to a big family event, like a Thanksgiving, and people are doing some stuff over here, and some people yeah, are hanging yeah. out over mm -hmm. here. It feels like yeah. that. It feels like it's like you're part of something bigger. It's an it's yeah. an interesting thing that really the thing is I don't think I've ever really experienced that same thing outside of Wisconsin. To be honest with you so mm. it's like it's like it is there's something local interesting about it but i i think you get the right person you could sort of duplicate yeah, it plus yeah. the dishes are like iconic too yeah 100 no so. i agree like i you know i, I was just saying now that i think about it i think the supper club is extremely a wisconsin thing because even if you like you said you cross the border you're in illinois you're in minnesota michigan it's like that, it's not really like it's not really like the same thing as a wisconsin supper club so for me you know this is just like a part of who who i am and just like i it's so it is so comforting nostalgic for me but i can see you know it was funny like i had um so bradford and connor the, my two co-hosts of, of the pod yeah. they came to wisconsin back in september of 2021 and that was like the first time either of them had been there uh brad's originally from the philly area he now lives in los angeles connor's from boston um now he lives in new york so they like and they were like the the, the first thing that they said was they're like Wisconsin people are genuinely nice. Like, it's like truly like they're like when someone's like, they'll say hi to you 
and be like, how's it going? And like, like in New York, it's like, I'm going to punch you if you say hi to me. So it's like, it's just well, like a different, it's like a Boston different Boston and Philly, yeah, which is way yeah, worse. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. it's, it's a very, a very unwelcoming city. So they were just like blown yeah. away by that. And then like, yeah, like we, we went to, you know, like a, an ice cream stand or a custard stand and they uh, like, you know, we we're just like talking to some locals there and um, it's just like, yeah, it's like, it's like a totally different vibe. So they were like really blown away by uh, the true Midwest nice. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, like we, we went to a supper club and they're just like, wait, I just got all of that food for like $45. Like how did, how does yeah. that work? <laughs> I was just going to say, you get that big porterhouse. That that's for 40 on the menu. That's yeah. Oh, easy, easy, yeah. Easy. <laughs> I would say maybe, maybe, maybe 30. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It just feels good. You're like, I feel like a millionaire right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, why, right, hey, last... why do you think I'm not trying? That's why I'm not trying to leave Wisconsin right now. I'm. Uh, I've, we're, we're, listen, yeah, we're, man, we're doing, COVID, doing all right COVID here. fucked everybody up because ever, ever since the, the thought went, well, it doesn't matter if I'm outside or not. Do I might need to go back somewhere where everything is yeah. basically free? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even. I don't like going home. I don't like looking around at things. I'm like, my God, I, I could own a I, home here. I might be able to buy it here. I could yeah, just buy yeah. the place. Yeah. Um, all right, last question. Not off topic, but off topic. This is gonna. It's like we usually go. We call it hot takes. They're never that hot takes. But but here but here we go. This is like either best best all time golf movie or golf scene in a movie. Yes. We'll give you time to think. Chase, do you have one? I got one right off the top. Okay. It's Space oh, go Jam. For, go for it. Oh. Okay. It's Space Jam because yeah. it opens. With Michael yep. Jordan, Larry Bird, and Bill Murray golfing. Bill Murray has and on the a guy red from and white Jurassic chuck. Park that we can never oh, remember yes. his name. Uh, we can. We're not going to get it. We do this every cool. single time. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> it's the guy that plays Michael Jordan's assistant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Bill Murray's outfit. He's struggling. It's just, I just remember starting that. I've watched that movie hundreds of times. And every time just being like, I, I love the golf scene. Goes down the hole. They go into fucking Looney Tunes land. But mm-hmm. Space Jam, that that does it for really me. That's as much going. a golf movie as it is basketball for me because it starts out that, with golf that, and it. That's iconic. And, and honestly, one of my favorite lines that I think about almost every time I'm golfing is when uh, he says, Larry's not white, Larry's clear. And yeah. I, I think about that all the time. I was like, I don't, I Clear? still to this day don't know exactly what that means. No. But any, anytime, anytime I'm on the golf course and like something comes up, it's just like, you know, Larry's not white. Larry's clear. And it's like, I don't even know yeah. what that means, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it. And I say, yeah, that's like one of my favorite lines in that movie. And it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. I've said before that, you know, God bless them. All, all celebrities are, they're, they're cool, but Bill Murray, I, I love him. I love him deep in my soul. I, I, he's like a grandpa I never had. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's a legend. He's a legend. He's a true yeah. Midwest legend as well. Yeah. yeah. I think that I, two come to mind. Here's the thing. I, number one, if we're just talking about a movie with a bullet, I really loved Happy Gilmore when I was yeah, a kid. So I can't mm, not say mm-hmm, that one. Mm-hmm. That being said, that one feels too on the nose. So I'm going to go with two. There's two different scenes. One's very specific and one's maybe not. When we saw jackass the movie we left the movie theater bought air horns and went to my house where the golf court was so we could do (laughs) the thing like it was it it was so instant like we might as well have left i mean everyone everyone saw it without speaking because we were in a movie theater was like we got to do that like as soon as we get out of (laughs) here so i so i want to put that in there i also can't remember the name of this movie it's the one with Paul Rudd and Jason Siegel where they, they're going to yes. be like, it's something with a uh, wedding. I, can't I think love of the you. Name. I love you, man. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, yes. no. Not, not, is it, oh, I love you, man. I, I think, you, man. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. 
when when they're golfing and he goes with that girl that he's dating and she keeps hit she hits the ball into his shin and he's yeah. trying to like live with it but he can't and he hates how slow she's being it's yeah. also yeah. like now when you're a dad and you're like with a toddler and you want something like that to be like fun and like a bonding moment and then yeah. you do it yeah. and you're yeah. like Oh my god, I'm so frustrated right yeah, now, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. cannot show it. Yeah. I, I I love anytime that people are like upset and can't fully show it. That really revs my engine yeah. in comedy. <laughs> so I really love that scene because it's like, oh, I I know exactly what he's feeling right now. So I love that. It's a very specific scene, but I like yeah. that scene. The, I can't even remember the rest of the movie. I just like that part. The jackass thing, bro. I I know the feeling of you and your buddy saw it, and you silently all knew that the next we the didn't next speak. action was to leave the movie theater, go buy your yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, we're taking this immediately to in action and seeing how this works. Yeah, yeah this afternoon. People got very upset. <laughs> yeah. As, as, right. uh, if, only, if only you were recording that. We didn't even think about uh, that. That wasn't yeah, even like no one had a yeah, no, one had, like, no one had a that technology. That's true. Yeah, that that didn't yeah that didn't even exist. Yeah, you would have to like use your like VGA camera hire, phone. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. would have to hire the local news to help us shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> at the time. All right, you got one. Uh, that would have been incredible. Um, I I love so I, I do love that scene from I Love You Man uh, because so she hits it. She hits it and it like it like it hits him right in the shin and like his shin like explodes and yeah. then he yells like this is my nightmare. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's it. That's that's the line. Yeah. <laughs> that scene is yeah, that scene is so good. Um, so I would say like my favorite um, like this is not 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 a movie but a scene. It's from uh, The Office when Andy Bernard is they're they're on that like oh, sales yeah. meeting and and he's just warming up and he's just like he's like he's putting the lotion in his glove and he's like I'm just like I got blisties. Yeah. I think yeah. anytime <laughs> like uh, like whenever you blisties, I, I think about that yeah, anytime yeah, yeah, I'm like yeah. on the golf course or anyone's like, Yeah man, I just hit like a hundred a hundred balls out of the bucket. He's like, I'm like, do you have blisties? So that scene is like forever. <laughs> he's uh, lotioning ingrained. up the glove yeah. and he says, yeah. All right, giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and, and he, like, and like any golfer would know, like you would like that's like insane. That's like psychopath behavior to ever like put, yeah, like lube in a glove oh, and then put the yeah, glove yeah. on. Yeah, like that's like I'd rather just not golf anymore. But that's how insane that that scene was. Love it, um, love but it. I think, uh, like, I, I'm honestly like probably one of my favorite golf movies is just Caddyshack, just because of how like, Classic, like yeah. just like it's over the top, it's crazy. Um, when when the Reverend gets hit with lightning um, for his, you know, the best round, like I think that's probably my favorite scene from that movie because it's just like we all know that round that we've had, and you know, I've never played golf and lightning because I'm not you know insane, but uh, yeah. you know, there's always those rounds where you're like, you know, I would really be upset if uh, if lightning and, and a storm came up because I would want to finish it. So yeah, I think that really encapsulated any any true golf sickos uh, mindset when they're playing when they're playing really good golf. Yeah, yeah. Drew, side note, are you an are you an office watcher? Capital O, capital W. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay, cool. We're gonna we're gonna have to get together in Madison then. Timothy and I have famously said we could. I think that we could walk into any bar in North America, unprompted, and single handedly beat us versus the entire bar and office trivia while hardly Ooh. paying attention. Like I, Ooh, I, I would, I would love to join your team. Cause I would say the Easy. office is probably one of the few shows that I've seen at least seven or eight times all the way through. So office yeah. Is, yeah, office is like my, one of my favorite shows of all time. So I would love to join your trivia team and the, I, we can make a super stronger. team for sure. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll yeah. see if there's any going on. I love, I also love that scene with, with the blisties and he's mad because the guy's wearing a Dartmouth shirt. And <laughs> oh, yeah. is it, is it yeah. the same? Is it the same golf thing where Jim is trying to land sales yeah. on, he's on the trying to land that sale with the, with yes. the Dartmouth guy. Yeah. With the, yeah. 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 With yep. the Dartmouth guy. And, uh, Dwight says something like, 
bye Robert last one of the clubhouse and and oh, Robert yeah. goes bravo yeah. Dwight yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just the oh, whole yeah. scene oh, lives yeah Robert California was classic. in that one yes. too yeah, oh, yeah Bobby yeah, C yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love it, love it, oh, love yeah. it. Yep, and, and he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you better take that, you better take that hat off, or it was like a shirt off, or whatever. <laughs> I'm yeah. dead serious. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm dead serious. Yeah, I'm rolling <laughs> in his grave. Yeah. <laughs> Like, right. the out here with a Dartmouth boy. Yeah. <laughs> I am totally kidding. Yeah. It's been a God, absolute pleasure yeah. to connect. We need to, we need to make it happen in person when we get out there. hundred percent. Thank you so we're, much we're for doing this, man. Yeah. And also, yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. If bro. you find yourself down here too, yeah, please yeah. don't be bashful. Hit us up. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, I have to. We'll get together and just bullshit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or just look at, look at clothes, you know? all or train for office yeah, trade. <laughs> yeah yeah or train, all three yeah. all, that, all three would be a, a perfect a perfect week all right good shit man thank you so much again have a great day we'll be inside yeah i really appreciate you awesome yeah thank you guys